Wishwood. Welcome inside the crazy ant farm. How are you? I'm good, good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing awesome, doing awesome. We're super excited to talk to you tonight. We always love it when people just getting started in the industry and just start, you know, they're so inspiring for all of our listeners because this podcast is literally based on people like yourself and for people trying to break into the industry or just getting started in the industry. So we're always so pumped to talk to people like yourself and, and get it. And uh, we want to just jump right in. So we usually start off by in, an introduction to the fans who might not be familiar with you. So... When did you know? When did you know that this is the industry that you wanted to pour your life into? Was it something that you just kind of always knew from the get-go, or did you kind of fall into it? Or tell us about that. Well, thank you so much for having me. First. Of course. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I grew up in like a cinema family, mm. like so much so that my grandma used to play this game with us, where she would write down movie quotes, <laughs> and then when we were all bored and we had nothing else to do, she just like shout them out, and whoever got it got it, and so. I don't know. I grew up just loving it because everybody else did and because my older brothers did. And, you know, you know how that goes. But I remember my dad showing me a lot of movies, older movies when I was little, like mm-hmm. Reese. My yeah. first crush was Danny Zuko. So <laughs> um, and I just kind of loved it from there. And I started doing theater when I was like six. So I, I had like nothing else to do after that. I was just kind of going for it for sure i love that though i love that and you're new york based now but where are you originally from i'm originally from cleveland ohio so i moved here yeah a few years ago for school and i have one more semester left of uh college and yeah i'm loving it i mean i don't have you guys ever been to ohio yes 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 (laughs) i am also from the midwest i'm from indianapolis indiana so i'm right there with you you know yeah oh yeah it's interesting life. It's definitely For sure. very nice, very relaxing, slow. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting murdered on the train every five seconds. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Facts. But it works. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, with you, you know, starting out in theater, how was that transition when you, you know, because everything is portrayed like very close up, very emotion reaction and not, you know, performing for the back row. So how was that transition into trying to break into film and television? It was definitely really weird because I all my life was told project, project, mm-hmm. like, come on, let, let the back row see what you're doing Let the grandma who can't hear you hear you. And um, <laughs> And so when I first started doing film in, in, I don't know, my freshman or sophomore year of high school, I was just kind of like, oh, this, I could just think it and it shows up on my face. I don't yes. have to play for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I've stayed in film because I think it's a lot more transformative in that way. Like when I'm I'm doing theater, it just feels, and, and maybe I'm just not doing it right, but it, <laughs> it feels like I'm just like performing for others and I it's all about the experience of the audience. And Mm -hmm. I think film is more of kind of an interpretive medium, at at least for me. So it was difficult, but I definitely, I like film a lot more. So (laughs) I'm sticking to that. That's a really interesting take though. I don't think we've ever had anybody kind of address it that way before, right? Because yeah, theater, you do get that instant gratification. You do get that instant feedback, but you're right. You're playing for the audience. It's not so much an appreciation where film and television is not just for the audience, but like you said, also an actor's medium. You get the gratification. You get the growth and the the feedback. I like that. I I like that you, someone described it that way because 
you know, we don't hear that often enough and why people may, you know, I feel like we always hear stage is where you learn your craft stage is where you, you know, you gain the skill and kind of stuff. But, you know, there are benefits to the film and television too. Like you said, being able to grow as an actor and do things differently inward as opposed to always outward. So that that's yeah. a really interesting take. Thank you. And you, you started in acting too, right? I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Did you in theater and then make a switch or did you, were you always film? So yeah, no, always film and television. It, it was like, I've done a little bit of on the stage, but that was way back. Not anything professional, anything like, like that. Has. Yeah. At some point. I mean, yeah, I was Peter Pan. I put on the tights. I mean, you have to do it every now and then, right? <laughs> But, but yeah, more so like film and television from the get go. Uh, and yeah, it is a much different medium, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Awesome. And thank you for doing your homework. Of course, of course. <laughs> I love that though, because it's, it is a very interesting perspective and I never really thought about it. And I've been to quite a few productions. Um, I did start in theater and I'm a thespian, how to pay the dues and all the good things. Um, but it, I never really, you know, as an audience member, I would never get emotional or feel their internal t- turmoil or anything like that. But when I'm watching film or television, I'm going through it. I cry at like every single movie or show. So, I mean, that's a very interesting perspective that I haven't really thought about before. So kudos to you for opening up our minds. Yeah. That's all we're asking for okay. from our listen. Yeah, yeah. It's so true though. I just just literally cried at the good doctor last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like pathetic. <laughs> no, that's funny. I, yeah, I was also going to say, I remember seeing an interview, maybe it was like a round table with Adam Driver, and he was saying, I think he also grew up doing theater before mm-hmm. he went to the Army and or Marines or whatever. He yeah. Did. Very interesting life. Um, but was saying like his job is just to portray an emotion that's, that's in the script and what the audience wants to feel. And and it was weird because a lot of people in that interview that were kind of saying, no, actually, I just kind of do whatever. And then, you know, whatever the audience takes from it is what they take from it. But I'm not going to force you to see anything. I'm not going to make you try to feel sad. Like, I'm just I'm going to be crying. And if you think that's funny or you, you know, you find it some other way, then that's that's you, you know. And I I don't know. I think if you're trying to make somebody else feel something, you're going to lose every time. Right. Exactly. You know, as directors, like one of the things I always tell our actors is, you know, I don't want you to act as this character. I just want you to be you that happens to be the character. I want you to go through how you would do this. Like if this doesn't feel natural, that's going to come across unnatural. I just need you to do this scene as you would be doing it. If And then, you know, let the audience decide what they feel that way or not. I don't want you to put on a character. So, and I think you're right. I think anytime that anybody tries to do that, you lose. It's, it's those natural uh, performances, the, the, the thing that you're feeling from the inside portraying out, that's what connects to the audience. And I feel like it, that connection will happen when you try to force that connection. It usually doesn't happen. So yeah, I think that's a really good way to approach. Um, have you found that with directors that you've worked with or, or do they seem to be more open to you having an interpretation of the character and you kind of playing it the way you want, or have you had to deal with directors that are like very locked down to, I want you to perform it this way, or I want you to stay to the script this way. Um, I think when I was doing theater is a lot more like you have to say exactly what the lines are, which kind of gives you some space in, in a weird way because you don't, you don't get the freedom to improv. So you just kind of really focus down on what you're saying and right. exactly what you're saying and all that good stuff. Um, but in terms of film, I've always had directors who were so nice and I'm so grateful for this, who are just kind of like, do the scene, how it's written, and then let's see how you want to 
you know, go from there and let's see what you have to bring to the table. And I always find that the best spontaneous moments come from that, just like Mm -hmm. freedom, do what you want. Let's just see it. Um, And it's nice because you feel like you're trusted as an actor. And then I trust the director. It's just a great relationship to go off of. For sure. Oh, most definitely. And with you being an up-and-comer yourself, this is going to be very insightful for all the up-and-comers trying to break into the entertainment industry. So when you first started getting into, you know, film and television, how did you approach all of that? Did you go out and try to find an agent? Did you like, I know there's Facebook groups now. Did you try to find some of those? Or how did like your first initial casting go about? I remember I had an acting coach through high school and he was signed with an agency. And so I just kind of networked into the agency basically. And they gave me like a random commercial and I was like, yes, I'm an actor. (laughs) (laughs) That's six months later. I haven't booked anything else, but um, I I guess I started in that way. And then once I tried to really uh, pick up in Cleveland, there's like 48 hour film festivals, Mm -hmm. Facebook, groups like you mentioned there's always people who are looking to create even in cleveland ohio like so many resources at your disposal you just have to go out and find them and it, i mean now i'm in new york and everybody's doing something like from two years old up <laughs> exactly you have a whole array of people who just want to be a part of art and that's it's great just use it use it to network use it to you know, create something new. Most definitely. And I think something, a key point to take away from what you just said is even in Cleveland, Ohio, all the up and comers who are listening to it, you don't have to be in the major hubs of the entertainment industry. Industry. It definitely helps. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But I mean, you can do it literally wherever you are. There's like-minded individuals where your feet are right now. So I think that is also very important. So thank you for that. Yeah. And the second thing to take away with what you said is networking, being smart enough to realize, you know, because actors, I think sometimes forget and they're just like, I'm an actor and I'm there, but you're a brand and you're a business and a business needs to network. It needs to make connections to get to where it's trying to go. And to know that very very young. That's a that's a really good thing. And for all the listeners, that's very important too, especially when you're not in a big entertainment mecca city, you know, and you're trying to do it from from an Ohio or from a Mississippi or wherever. Networking is crucial. That's how you get out there. So um, the fact that you know that and bring that up and, and we're able to do that spot on. I think that's great advice. And even if you don't know how to start a conversation, just start by being nice to everyone. Exactly. Every person that you see, just be nice, be respectful, obviously for, you know, greater reasons of just being a good person, but also you never know where it's going to lead you. And and I remember I just connected with somebody, I don't know, like a few months back who ended up being the fiance of my best friend's sister Mm. who I just met. And so when you continue to network, which is so I don't even know if you followed that, but no, explain <laughs> <laughs> it correctly. Um, but you just see how small it really is. It seems like a huge industry, but everybody knows everyone. Right, I completely agree. Especially <laughs> yeah. with uh, you know us doing the podcast and different guests coming on and stuff. They're like, "Oh, I worked with this person on this." I'm like, "Well, we just had them on the show. That's so freaking weird." Um, but also going back to what you were saying about being a nice person, we were just out in LA for a big time charity event. By far the biggest room we've ever been in, with a whole bunch of Hollywood A listers. <laughs> and you know, we didn't we didn't want to you know 
overstep our boundaries. We didn't want to enter in conversation and be like, oh my gosh, we're such a big fans, all this, blah, blah, blah. We kind of- Exactly, exactly. We kind of sat back, played it cool, just very chill, you know, read the room a little bit, mingled like we normally do, not trying to overstep, like I said. And then at the end of the night, people started coming to us and we made connections with like big Hollywood publicists and big Hollywood investors and different things like that. And that just shows they were looking at us all night and seeing how we were playing the field to see if they were able to approach us. So it's just different things like that, you know, you don't have to be this eager excited person who might bite their tongue at the end of the day you can kind of just sit back lay low and everything will come to you and know your worth exactly yes yes but know that you belong in the room Mm -hmm. that's the first thing right i think so many times people walk in and they feel uncomfortable or like you need to know you belong in the room and so that everybody else knows you belong in the room but like logan said it's very important to show that confidence show that you're worth and you belong there but then not overstep that by taking it to cocky and trying to do things that you're not ready to do yet you got it's a very fine line but you know what else we also find is that sometimes when we do that we go and we're in an event or we're on a red carpet or we're doing and we meet the you don't necessarily always have to interject yourself in sometimes they already know you Mm -hmm. we've been in a situation where they'll come up to us and go oh such and such said this about you or that about you and we've never seen these people before and it's like oh you already know who we are so it's very important that networking because like you said it really is that small where everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that probably now knows you and you know and the being nice part you know if you're not nice they also remember that years down the line when you're going for that role they're like oh that was such and such we're not hiring her like yeah i mean it's very important yeah yeah and i think the same thing to be said about auditions too like i used to always walk into the room like oh my gosh there's all these people here like i don't i'm not worth this or like they know i'm a fraud like you know all these things <laughs> and now i just kind of walk and i'm like look if you want me you want me if you don't like cool all the power to you i'll see you at the next audition and i've gotten so many more auditions when i have that attitude not of like you know i don't need this but right. more just like I, I know who i am and mm-hmm. like i'm i'm here if you don't want me you don't want me and it's okay most definitely getting off all that stress and just like relaxing and you just you connect with people so much more and you're able to be present in the situation as well oh definitely and we had a guest uh, tony winters come on the show and we started adapting his phrasing when it's not the art of rejection it's the art of selection you know you might be a a Rolls Royce and maybe the casting director, they come into a place looking for like a Lamborghini or different things like that. You just weren't the right automobile at that time, but that's not saying you're not the right automobile for another project. You're just not the right one at that time. So I think that is also very important, not rejection, but it is selection. And that kind of leads us into a different part of the podcast that we've been discussing a lot recently, which is mental health. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because it can be an industry that tears a lot of people down. So how do you keep yourself so uplifted and bubbly and able to keep moving forward and apply for different things every single day? I think a lot of the anxiety and worry comes from a level of expectation Mm. of like, I should have, I've been doing this for 10 years. I should be at this point. Or um, all these people are seeing me post audition after audition. Right. Like everybody thinks I'm a failure. Like, I think for me, you know, just speaking for myself, that's where all the mental health issues came in. Like 
just thinking about some random person from my high school, like, oh, they probably think I'm such an idiot for pursuing yep. this. Who cares? Literally, who cares? <laughs> and I just, I decided just to, to not worry about that anymore because going into art in and of itself, you are being a fearless person. You are mm-hmm. being courageous. And like Definitely. remembering that, remembering it takes courage is very important. And sometimes that's hard. It's hard to be brave sometimes, but this is why it's so great connecting with other people who know what it's like to create art and mm-hmm. know the magic of filmmaking. And these are the people I want to be around. And that lifts my spirits, not the random person I'm thinking about or like the expectations floating around in my head. So I think just connecting with the right people really helps a good circle, supportive people around you. Uh, wholeheartedly, 1000% agree. We talk about that all the time too. Being in the room with like-minded people and with people that are going for the same goal and understand the same challenges and have been through the stuff, it's beyond helpful when you're trying to do it because you do get those people that are on the outside. And you know, if you take your eyes off of, I, I always say, just continue to look forward. doesn't matter how slow the progress is or how fast the progress is, as long as there's progress and you just stay forward. It's when you look off the path to that naysayer or that non-believer and stuff. And that's when it starts to get in trouble. That's when you start to doubt, right? You just need to stay focused, look forward, no matter how long it takes or, or how quick it happens, just stay looking forward, surround yourself with people that are on that path and don't get diverted by those people, right? Because I think that's so important. Yeah, and especially with something, I, I'm not sure if you deal with this, but me personally that I'm trying to get better about is comparing myself to other people at their age and my age and different things like that. So it's like they had their own path. Now I have this my this is my path and I just got to keep moving forward, like he said. Yeah. Have you guys seen the star meter on IMDb? Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> it's the Bible. It's the Bible. <laughs> Like, why the hell do they do that? I mean, I get it, but I was just looking at mine the other day um, and it was like over the you know past few years and it was just like, oh yeah, yeah. Just kind of up and down, up and down, but it was like slightly going up. Yeah. And that was so weird to see. I don't know if you guys look at your own or maybe I'm just a weirdo. Every Monday. Yeah. Every Monday. <laughs> yeah, because they do it Sunday, right? Yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Um, yeah, and it's just like I, you don't see the the upward climb. You just like think back to all those moments where you were like up and then down, up and then down. Yep. And so I think that's that's nice to see as a visual. At least it was for me. No, that's a fantastic point, right? If you look at it as a snapshot as opposed to the big picture, right? So if you look at if you click on that this month or 3 months, you do see that, right? But if you click on all time, you do it's up, right? And, and that is the way to look at it. That's a brilliant analogy because it's all about the big picture, not the snapshot. You have to look at the big picture. That's where everything is. And I think people, so many people get defeated on the short term, right? We had another guest on that did it, said it really well about the auditioning is the job, right? And the people were like, yeah, but I didn't, I only made this or I only made that on the job that I did get booked. And he's like, well, I tell you what, put on a piece of paper, all of the auditions that you did, that you got and didn't get, and then take the amount of money that you made on the jobs that you did get and divide it by all of them. And then that's your average of how much you're making per audition because the audition 
is your job. The booking, it's just the luxury you get. That's fair. But the auditioning is your job. And if you look at it that way and go, well, I'm doing okay. I'm making this much money per audition, even if I don't get it. That's a, that's a very positive way to look at it and go, okay, I'm doing great. He's also one that reminded us, you may have been great that day and didn't get the role, but they might have set you aside. He was for Walking Dead. He auditioned, like he said, more than 100 times and was just not chosen, not chosen, not chosen. And he's like, wow, man. And then they finally called him and he got the role and the casting director told him, we wanted you from that very first audition. We were literally, we put you in a drawer and we were waiting for the role for you till we knew it was the role we wanted for you. So sometimes you have to walk away going, I didn't get that. But I'm, I've got something. I, that was a really good audition because you don't know. They, you could have blown it out of the park, you know, and they're like, oh, okay, and put you aside for something else. You just never know, right? If you let that defeatist attitude get into you, you quit. You're in that drawer. You could have had something big, but you walked away, and oops. You know what I mean? Yeah, book the room, not the job. Yes. Good, good. That's, oh, that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right there. Right there. I love that, though, because, I mean, there's so many different, you know, aspects that you can take away from the industry, and there can be a lot negative, but it's like we've been talking about this whole interview is how you look at it and all the experiences that you've had, because we've been filmmakers for, I mean, I would say six years, at least myself. We've been together for six years working on stuff, and... Uh, there's been a couple of projects that have been, you know, year to year processes. And then by the end of the year, you know, creative differences happen and we have to completely start over. And it's those speed bumps that are learning experiences and learning how to continue moving forward. And it's just different things like that that keep you hungry in the entertainment industry that keep you moving forward. So I think those stories are very important for everybody to hear because you're not going to have it be very smooth and steady. There's definitely going to be those speed bumps. There's going to be those, you know, zigzags, but it's it's all good. It's all about your hunger. <laughs> so, so our advice for anybody listening to that, that we learned from those situations, the just create your own shit. Write your own stuff. <laughs> Literally. Those creative differences weren't us. It was us and something else. And we're just, just do your own shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I was just like, you know, I'm going to write my own stuff and I'm going to start on it. So. Well, and there you go. That's a good transition because, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk to you about that too. You're not just acting. You're also writing and and, and going behind the scenes. And, and that's a whole different aspect and a whole different game. So did you know you kind of always wanted to do that as well? Or is that just something with the acting that you were like oh this is kind of cool let me kind of see how this is and kind of transition into that um well thank you for asking i around like eighth grade wrote this really dramatic play because <laughs> 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 there is so much drama in eighth grade like you know <laughs> it was just like emo and not knowing what my life was but um yeah I, I wrote this really dark play but ended up uh winning this competition and then the community center put it on and okay so I, hey, this might be like a thing I can do. And then I remember after I did uh, The Hunting, uh, which was this like indie horror feature uh, with Mark Hamer, we had a producer uh, who didn't like the movie, <laughs> but liked the cinematography and, and liked me and said, hey, if you guys write something, then like I'll consider producing it. So we were like, okay, sure. Um, and ended up writing a feature and it went really well and I loved it and I love working with Mark. He's a great guy. He's so nice. He's such a generous creative. And um, and then, yeah, and then I just, I wrote another one and then now I'm 
editing a pilot and now we're pitching so yeah congratulations i mean just to get to that point is very huge just to get in the room where it happens I mean, you have to give those roses. You have to give those kudos to (laughs) those ones who are making it happen. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's exciting when you write something and you get the opportunity. You find out somebody wants to hear it that you want that you're going to get to pitch, right? Like (laughs) you're like, this is what I do it for. (laughs) And the auditioning, like for me, it's like because we've it's a a passion project. We have a series also that we're getting ready to pitch, and and it's a passion project. But when when it's always awesome as a director to if you're do, producing somebody else's script or you're directing somebody else's words and everything and you you do the casting it's really cool and it's awesome but when you've written it and that's coming from you and then you watch somebody bring that to life and you're like holy shit that i wrote that we did and it's like there oh my gosh what a feeling right to see it come to life it, it i don't know about you but for me that's like the biggest excitement so far from this writing process and this series that we're writing and learning process with all of it that we're doing is seeing something that you created brought to life and that they're as excited about it as you are when you created it right yeah and affecting other people yes yeah which is you know what i think what we do this for i mean my work has a lot to do with mental health we're just talking about and a lot of feminist uh ideas behind them as well and i i want to write a climate change feature and so i i want to get that out to people and i'm so grateful that people like adam mckay and are doing don't look up and there right. are people like lawrence speaking out about it because i think that's what it means to us we we want to have that effect on people mm-hmm. and and show what we care about, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, I know everything is very hush-hush in this stage, but can we have a log line? Can we have something <laughs> that, like, can be a little tease? Um, I can't. I'm sorry. It's all good. We, like I said, right, we completely understand. We completely understand. But hopefully soon. Hopefully something picks up. In it's the just night. more reason to have you back on the show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you guys to put me on, and then you'll have to. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I love that though. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show and getting a little crazy. This has been really fun, and I think it's gonna be very inspiring for the up and comers trying to break into it. So, thank you so much for your kind words and everything that you're doing right now because you're making your voice heard. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they don't have a voice and to let them know that they do and they can make their own platform and do it themselves. Anywhere from Cleveland, Ohio, down to Biloxi, Mississippi, or wherever the fuck you are, you can make it happen. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Of course, of course. Well, you know, it's all about social media now. So where can people follow you? Uh, At Joelle Westwood. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just on Instagram or are you on multiple? Um, yeah, just Instagram for now. I'm thinking about moving into the TikTok realm, but I don't know. We'll see. I feel (laughs) you. I feel you. Well, listen, take care. Thank you again so much. And we'll be talking to you soon. Okay, you too. Thank you guys so much. All All right. right. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Man. That was really good. It was amazing. I am always inspired when I see people. Well, it, it, back in the day, you and and now Joel and 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 like young people that aren't scared mm-hmm. that understand that I can do this. I and, and it doesn't matter my age. You know, I show this quote all the time, but I just believe that it's so true. You're never too young 
to start and you're never too old to start, right? It's just true. And so it's so inspiring to see people like yourself and Joel and all the young ones out there going, this is my dream and I don't care if everybody tells me to get a real job. If everybody tells me I can't do it, I'm going to follow my own path and just do it. And so I love love, love when we have guests on like that. And I hope that everybody that listens to this interview and sees her enthusiasm and sees her excitement and how she's getting it done and has followed your story and your journey that they know you can do it. Because guess what? You can. Exactly, man. Exactly. And then just being able to keep moving forward at such an early stage in her career, just being able to, you know, take those downfalls, to take those hits and to keep moving forward. That's what we keep talking about. So fantastic, man. It's always good to have people like her on the show. Yeah. And and her knowledge. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was dropping stuff that people that have been around five, six, seven, ten years haven't figured out For yet sure. but she's already figured it out so pay attention guys exactly <laughs> she'd be good to do a top five oh for sure oh man thank you again Joel, for coming on the show 